Well, right now we uh, circle back uh, to a bill signed into law by Governor Jerry Brown. And this is a bill that next year will allow transgender students in California schools uh, compete on sports teams, use facilities, including restrooms, uh, based on their gender identity rather than their sex. To talk to us about this now, we have the executive director of the Transgender Law Center in San Francisco. It's a pleasure to welcome uh, to the show Mason Davis. Good morning, Dave. Uh, Mason, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on with us. This is an area of human sexuality uh, that is mysterious uh, to, to millions because it is, a, it is an unusual situation when someone is born with the sense or the, really the, the, the strong emphatic knowledge that they were assigned the wrong gender biologically, that they, that they just simply don't identify with the uh, gender that their physical being uh, has given them, that, that they were born with. Uh, so we have this law now, and, and I, there, people are questioning, is this in the best interest of society to have a law that would allow kids, young, young people presumably, to use the bathroom of their choice, the lock, it, does it apply to locker rooms? Does it apply to showers? Is it that broad? Well, what this bill simply does is assure that transgender students who are in our schools all up and down California, um, that they can participate in the same school activities uh, that everybody else uh, participates in, and that they can participate in those activities based on their gender identity. Uh, you're right. I mean, there, many people in the United States haven't um, met and may not know transgender people, um, and yet we see uh, transgender youth and adults coming out um, all the time at this point in our history. And many parents of transgender youth have had significant concerns that their kids are being told there is no restroom at all that they can use during the school day or they've been restricted to a nurse's office with a, that's locked. So we've got transgender youth uh, in Southern California who you know, are, are training themselves, in essence, not to have to use any facility between 7 a.m. and 3 p.m., uh, during the school day. Well, you see, I, you see let me, let me, let me, health issues for folks. Let, let me jump in here because this is the you point, that, this is the point that I don't, that I don't understand. And, and, and I don't have, uh, just for the record, I don't have any bias. I believe that this is a real issue. I do know transgender people and I think that it's a, I, I t- take it very seriously, but I don't understand why a, a, a pre-op, a transsexual or transgender person can't you know, like a boy who identifies with a girl but still has a penis? Why can't that person use the men's room? Well, you have transgender people who very successfully go through their lives, participate in school as young boys and young girls. And, and I think what's important to remember is when we're talking about transgender people, uh, a transgender girl is a girl. A transgender boy is a boy. Right. And these kids are going to school and, and living their lives as young boys or girls. Right. And yes, in, in many situations, these are, that's a different gender than what was on their birth certificate. Um, but they are living their lives seamlessly, but then they're running into challenges at school where they are not allowed access to the basic activities and facilities that any child should be able to enjoy during the school day. Well, but again, I don't understand who's denying them this. I, I, there's a men's room, there's a ladies' room, and if you uh, if you have ovaries, you're a girl, and if you have testicles, you're a boy. 
And, and uh, you, know, uh, you know, this is, you see, here's the thing. You know, I believe that everybody's rights should be respected, but I also don't believe in a tyranny of the minority that you uh, that you overturn all of society's rules to accommodate a tiny minority here, a tiny minority. I don't believe that that transgender kids should be discriminated against, should be bullied, should be mocked, ridiculed in any way, shape or form and accommodated where possible. But we also run the risk of causing great social confusion. I mean, I think we have a sound, we have sound of a woman named Ruth Davis, and I think that she's right. Mario, give me cut two here, will you? This is a, just listen to this, and I'd like you to respond to it if you would, Mason. This is a woman named Ruth Davis who has a, uh, a nine-year-old da- daughter. She's going to be at a K-8 school. She could potentially have a 14-year-old boy walking in on her in the bathroom. I don't understand how how we're protecting all of the children. And, and what about that? I mean, isn't that a legi- doesn't she have every right to be worried about that? What her child would see would, would not be a, a boy walking into the bathroom. You would see uh, another girl walking into the restroom. Uh, I think what's hard for people to realize, especially those who may not know transgender people, is, is that these are youth who are young men and women. So what you would recommend... Um, by restricting access to birth sex, is basically somebody who is going to school and living their life as a young boy would be asked and expected to go into the girls' room. That is very disruptive. That is very unsafe. We have these kids who are transgender that live their lives very successfully but need to be able to have access to the same activities and facilities as everybody else. And these are young boys. These are young girls. Okay, and then uh, then we get to the then we get to the issue of the sports teams, and there are enormous physical differences between boys and girls. So if you have a young boy who identifies as a girl and is living his life as a young girl, but he is a young boy, and he has the strength of a boy, not a girl, and it'd be just an out, uh, just a tremendous uh, degree of unfairness to the actual girls on the sports team that would be competing for that position or competing against them? Well, first off, I think it's good to remember that sports just aren't fair. I mean, every student, including transgender student, has varying levels of athletic ability and skills. Yeah, uh, that's right, but that's why, um, that's why we have but that's why we have different categories and different classifications of sports to accommodate the fact that you can, people can get hurt. I mean, you don't in boxing. You don't have weight classes because a heavyweight could crush the skull of a featherweight, and that's why we don't put them in the ring together. Well, that's why the School Success and Opportunity Act that was just signed into law uh, reinforces the policy that the California Interscholastic Federation already has uh, for how transgender student athletes should participate in sports. Uh, so this isn't actually going to change what the basic policies and practices are for transgender students and athletics. It will, however, make this much more consistent so schools know what's respons- what they're responsible for and they'll know uh, how to react when a transgender student comes out in their school so they're not having to make up a policy uh, student by student. All right, Mason Davis, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate the conversation with the Executive Director Transgender Law Center in San Francisco, and their website is transgenderlawcenter.org. I don't feel any better now than I did before. Well, I, I still, I, it's, it's very hard to understand how we, uh, we are supposed to, I mean, this is why, man, I tell you, it's so easy to point the finger at schools and blame the schools for doing a crappy job, but man, we ask the schools to do everything. 
and to and to unscramble uh, Gordian knots uh, of of uh, social confusion. 